Welcome back, pod people, to another episode of Cinema Demore. I am your hostess, Lexi, and with me I have... Justin. Chuck. And we are going to talk about the second uh, first-time director film, and this is my choice, so that's why I am driving the boat. And I have chosen Tom Green's Freddy Got Fingered. Oh shit, the boat just capsized. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I am not just here tonight to talk about Freddy Got Fingered, but I am also here to talk about Tom Green. And by the end of this, I'm hoping that you'll walk away with this with a high level of respect for this individual and an understanding of them beyond just the topical of what you see. Because... Tom Green is an onion. He's layered. There's a lot going on there. And there's a lot to be talked about with him. And culturally, he's really, really, really important and really relevant. And as I've said before, there's a lot that you have today that couldn't have existed without Tom Green. We're going to go ahead, though, and we're going to start talking about the movie before I'll go into Tom, because we are here to talk about the podcast where we talk about the movie. Well... I think, I think the movie is something to discuss before we try to go into Tom himself, Tom the we man. Should discuss, we should discuss Freddy Got Fingered on the Freddy Got Fingered episode. I agree. That That is correct. Was this anybody's first time with this movie? I'm going to say yes. No. Really? You never saw it before? I've, I think I've only seen parts because all I remember is the sausage shit and backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything about the girlfriend in the, the back- wheelchair. The backwards man. The backwards man. The backwards man. Backwards man. <laughs> I remembered his. I remembered Freddie was the guy from American Pie, but that's yes. about. I yes. actually didn't even really remember like uh, Anthony Michael Hall being in it. So this movie's cast is phenomenal. Like Rip Torn, fucking Harlan Williams. Uh, like just an all-star cast. Rip Torn did make me laugh watching this movie though. Rip Torn is amazing in this movie. And I think he's really the thing that brings the film together, but yeah, all-star cast on this. I saw this movie when it came out. I, I'm a huge Tom Green fan, obviously. Like I've kind of said that, but like, I'm a huge Tom Green fan. Like, I am way into him. I have every single possible piece of media that I can own for Tom. You own Green. all of his movies. I own all his movies. <laughs> I own all of his television stuff. I own all of his whatever. I have a DVD set of all of his Canadian broadcasts. And it's like, I had to pay like $150 for it because it was like limited run. And it was put out by a strange company that Tom I think it's Tom's own you company. You know, he is so. a podcaster, so. He's a podcaster, and right now he also does van life. He lives in a van, and he has a YouTube channel where he drives around with his dog, and he does really brilliant nature photography, and he's a really interesting person. He's a really smart person. Tom is an interesting case because I don't know what you call him in regards to, like, in my eyes, Tom Green is a performance artist. He's not... He, comedy is a part of it, but I feel like that there's a level to him that goes beyond just rolling on the floor and like yelling. 
Cause like he layers his, his weirdness with stuff. Like um, he always wore those like handmade shirts that have Brad Pitt movies written on them. Like yeah, it's a seven days in Tibet shirt and a seven shirt and whatever. And they're just white t-shirts that just have like Brad Pitt movies like written on them. But he never like talks about Brad Pitt. He never like goes into it or makes a thing of it. He just wears these shirts that have like all these like handmade like Brad Pitt movies on them. And then in his original studio, he had like a like 25 foot painting that somebody did of Brad Pitt. I think this like really crazy looking. You know, in Brad Pitt's uh, place, he probably has a huge portrait of Tom Green. <laughs> but that would be amazing. I would love to know that that's the truth. He started out as a rapper and his group was like fairly successful. They had one successful song. I sent you guys the video, Organized Rhyme. So they're a one hit wonder? I would call it a one hit wonder for sure. They never had any success beyond that song. That song did get play in the U.S., so it wasn't just a single like Canadian kind of success. Um, Tom took rap very seriously, and he's also a skater. And so when he was young, he spent a lot of time doing things in a very serious manner. I think he's just goofy and funny, and he's a little weird. And his friends kind of were like, what if we took your goofy weirdness and kind of like expanded on that idea so him and his buddy Derek started the Tom Green show, which he's based out of Ottawa. That's where he's from. And they would go to Rogers Cable and they had like this like cable access show on Rogers Cable where Tom did like a fake, you know, David Letterman type show. Like that was what it's supposed to be is that it's a faux late night TV show where nothing gets handled properly and he would have guests on and the guests would just be like people from the community and like stuff who had no idea what they were going on and thinking this was an opportunity to like promote something. And he would just sit there and mess with them. And the thing with Canadians are when you fuck with us, we're pretty polite. So there's a lot of like, instead of overreacting or getting mad, they're very patient with him doing all this stuff to him. And so that evolved and he started going out on the street and started like doing his stuff in the street and all that kind of stuff. But he always added these elements in because like on the surface level, I don't really like stupid Tom humor. Green. Like I, no, no, I lo- <laughs> like I don't like that. Like a lot of like like that kind of humor, like it's not necessarily my kind of thing. And when I first was introduced to Tom with the, the bags of milk, like spraying them on the audience and things like that, I was like, what? Why is this funny? And why are these kids so excited about him? And I didn't understand it. And then, or, or is it funny? And is there something wrong with these kids? Right. Like there's a lot there. There's a lot of thought to discuss there. So when I finally had like time with his show and time with him, I started to find humor in it. And I started to see like the layers and like, he talks about stuff while he's doing the stuff that he's doing that isn't stupid, but because of what he's doing, there's no, intelligence to it I, you know obviously it goes off a deep end on multiple occasions and that kind of stuff but i always like found this weird interesting underlined kind of like depth to what he was doing and that's why i kind of clung on to it but i think you know M- uh, mtv got wind of it and caught the popularity of it and was like hey like this show is 
pretty funny and the kids really like it and it does really well in television in Canada because after so many seasons of him on the uh, public broadcast, he got picked up by Cartoon Net or the Comedy Network, which is Canada's like Comedy Central. And then he got like full episodes on there. So then he had like more money and more ability to do stuff. And then there was a wider audience with that across the country because it used to just be an Ottawa show. And if you go on YouTube, you can find like really, really old episodes of Tom Green. And it's totally different. Like, it's very interesting. There's a lot more involvement with his friend, uh, Derek, and a lot more abuse to Glenn Humplick, which he did really fuck hard with Glenn. Glenn was a legitimate like he took things too far. Who are these that people? person? Glenn Humplick is if you watch Tom Green, that was his side co-host. So there's Glenn Humplick, who's his co-host. And then there's this the guy who sits in the window and drinks coffee and he just laughs. And his whole point is to just sit in the window and drink coffee and laugh. That's all I he want does. That job. It, you would be perfect for that job. It, it kind of would suit you very well. And they never fuck with him. They never take anything too far. And like, there's two times in the whole process of the show, they fuck with him, but like, he doesn't get fucked with, but Glenn Humplick would get fucked with repeatedly, probably because his name was Glenn Humplick. But he was also like an old friend, and they just like fuck with him all the time. He really took things too far with Glenn. So when he got Did picked he up by MTV, no, no, no. So he got picked up by MTV. <laughs> like things went too far. He also used to fuck with his parents. Obviously, that was a big part of his shows. He would go to his parents' house and fuck with his parents at night. Like one time he loaded up a bus with all the people from the studio and took them to his parents' house at like three in the morning and just had them all come into his house. He's got so many times that he's like fucked with his parents. Like it's just endless. And his parents were pretty patient people when it came to it and like all that kind of stuff. So I keep going back and forth. But when he gets to MTV, when he gets picked up by MTV, that's when things were very different because MTV gave him a higher budget and there's a wider audience with that. And the other thing is, is now he's in the United States. He's not in Canada. So his shit's not going over quite the same way that it goes over in Canada. Americans are much more confrontational. It's harder to fuck with them. So he had a lot more like people come at him. He gets attacked a lot more, but obviously those things increase ratings and then with the increase in money and the increase in popularity, um, he had to start pushing the envelope harder and harder and harder and harder until he got to a point that his parents finally had enough and were threatening to like sue MTV for his behavior and allowing these things to go on. And Glenn, Glenn Hump like completely cut ties with him. Um, he kind of messed Glenn's life up a bit. And they have no communication at this point, from what I understand. But... This was 2001 when this movie came out, and this was the height of Tom Green's popularity on MTV. And MTV pretty much let him get away with and do whatever he wants. Um, They let him do the Bum Bum song, which they played on TRL for like a while, and it actually beat out Eminem. And then he decided to come in and personally retire the Bum Bum song from TRL. And that's why Eminem references him because Eminem had gotten like a beef with him, which is really weird. He got in a bunch of celebrity beefs because um, he was that guy from MTV that they would send around to fuck with people and do things and that kind of stuff. And so it was just like this brash, obnoxious person who took his brand of Canadian humor down to the States and 
push the envelope even harder down here. And then with celebrity comes like him hooking up with uh, Drew Barrymore. And then they were married and that's how he ended up in the Charlie's angels movies. And people just started to recognize him. He became a household name. And obviously with how big he was, there was a thought that he could make a movie that he could bring box office take that people were interested in in this guy and they wanted to see more from him and they wanted to hear more from him so he wrote and he directed this movie i didn't look at the budget i forgot to look at the budget but it's uh, 14 more than million really more than it needed <laughs> i mean i don't know they like some of the effects like the deer and everything that should can be pretty expensive the, st- the, the stars that they had to pay, the stunts. That's probably the biggest costs were the people that he got from me. Once again, I'm still not sure how he got Rip Torn. Like he w- Rip Torn had to have read the script and agreed to it, right? He was I mean, like, that sounds we've cool. already seen Werner Herzog in some weird shit. Um, and you're like, how did yeah. they get that into that? <laughs> That's totally fair. I mean, by the time this movie came out, though, the Tom Green show was already happening. I mean, because that's the... The dig on the poster is that you can't change the channel. So Yeah, I was working at Suncoast when this movie came out and we got the promotional poster for the movie. Huge full-size like movie poster for it and I immediately took it. Like when we were done with it, I'm like that's mine. I will be taking that with me. I left <laughs> I thought you took it like immediately so people would, that come been in great. And be like you have this movie? I didn't see it. I didn't even know it came out. Like you guys should put up some posters or something that you had it. I didn't understand why we had it at Suncoast. Cause it's like, it was a movie coming out in the theater and we had the movie poster for it in our store, which we didn't have copies of. And we had it like right in the front of the store. So did you like sell, first po- thing. you sold posters though, right? But not for that movie. We didn't have any oh. posters for that movie. So maybe Tom green thought it would be funny to send to you. I bought my ticket for this movie before work so i was sure to have a ticket for the the movie when it was like ready to run i left work early and i went to the theater and lo and behold i was the only person in the theater (laughs) to watch this movie and hey that's only happened to me once i think i've had it happen like three or four times i usually will like the movie will start and I'm like, oh, I have this theater to myself, and somebody will walk in. I, I've never had, yeah, never had it. Like, well, I've only had it the one time, Speed Racer. Nobody was there. It was just, <laughs> I, I had it for for Freddie Got Fingered. I had it for Life as a House, and I had it for Time Code for sure. So those three, I know. Um, I love this movie. I think this movie's great. I think this movie's really funny. It's one of my most quoted films. I quote this film constantly. It has like some of the best lines. I think it's pretty peak Tom Green. It, it It is the peak of Tom Green. But I also like, I feel like he tried to find a way to incorporate as much of like the humor and jokes from his show into the movie, which does disrupt the flow of the story a bit. Because after this movie, Tom goes on to be in a lot of like comedies. Like he was in Road Trip and he was in that... Um, God, what's the one where he's like licking the mouse? I don't remember which one that is. You're thinking of Road Trip. Is that Road Trip <laughs> where he licks the say. mouse? Yeah. He's no, in Road Trip. He's in the one where they're on that on the road. Uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's in the no, one he's with a... Amy Smart. 
He's in a bunch of college movies, like college comedies. He does like three of them, three or four of them. I don't remember him cameoing in something, but Road Trip was the big one. Uh, he was cameoed in Charlie's Angels. I've never seen that movie. Uh, you're not missing anything. But I have seen Road Trip, and that was like Todd Phillips' like first movie. It was his big hit. His last movie, which I've actually not seen because it looks really bad. <laughs> Uh, it's some movie where he's a butler and it's only on Amazon and I don't think it's an Amazon original. It's just, that's the only place I've ever seen it and been able to find it. And I'm just like, I don't know if I should watch this or not. Cause I don't want to pay money for it. Don't pay money for it. No, that's my advice as a friend. The film is about a 28 year old son who lives at home and his dad is not very impressed with him, but tries to be patient with him. He's the number one son. He got on yeah. the Baron. Yeah, he, I think you got the story wrong already. He's the number one son. Yeah. Freddy didn't get a LeBaron. There aren't two LeBarons. Where's your LeBaron, you Freddy? I don't see two LeBarons, Freddy. Where's your LeBaron? It even had the plate, so. Number one. So he is going to California to become an animator. And no, to work to in tr- the cheese factory. A- What'd you say, Chuck? To work at the cheese factory. Work at the cheese, cheese sandwich factory. <laughs> So he goes to make cheese sandwiches and become an artist and goes to try to sell his art. And the, the guy says, Dave this is very good. You need to go home and try again and basically spend all your time working on this like most animators do. Because his, his animation is good, but his stories are terrible. Yeah. So he goes back home, much to the dismay of his father. And then lives in his father's house where he tries to work on his animation and become an animator. And in the process, ends up meeting a girl and dating her. And there's a lot that you leave out of that because there's a bunch of crap in between all of that. That's just nonsense. But that's the meat of the story. It's a real progressive movie. Uh, you know, when he's looking for David Davidson and he asks that woman, are you Dave Davidson? And she says, I'm a woman. And he goes, did I ask your gender? I asked if you're Dave Davidson. <laughs> Tom Green does not assume genders. Anybody could be Dave Davidson. It was funnier when Chuck said it than it was in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he dates a handicapped woman in the movie. And initially when he meets her, he doesn't know that she's handicapped and then finds out that she is. And I think he's like not 100% put off by it. Just he just didn't expect it. I mean, it did inspire that episode of Lost where he found out that John Locke was in a wheelchair before he was on the island. That's right. I think it's progressive in the way that it handled the handicapped woman. And I know that's weird to say because me and Rachel had a long conversation about it. And I was like, is this offensive or is this like whatever and and they're like well he's sexualizing a handicapped person and that's not ever done in film and i was like and it's not done in a like really negative way it's I mean, kind of positive her legs because she can't feel them well that's hey, because she's into that she's into that that's her that's her kink i mean <laughs> all she i mean he she wrote doesn't... the movie so she doesn't need a bag of jewels. All she wants to do is suck your cock. That sounds like something that he would write. <laughs> she's she's a rocket scientist who likes to suck cock. Yeah, that that's was everyone's a great dream. Role. Like that's that's a great role for disabled people. Hey, she's a, <laughs> she's a she's a scientist. She's not. It's not belittled. It's not made fun of. And. She's, she's a sexual character. The dad's an asshole to her, and Tom Green immediately defends her when he insults her. So he's not an asshole about it either. It's not like he like 
shies away from her or anything like that. He's pretty good about it. So what are what are your favorite moments in this movie? Because this movie is really just a string of excuses to get to Tom Green doing something strange. So I only really laughed a few times. And the one was uh, Rip Torn when he was like, fuck me, fuck me. And his wife sees him on the stairs after there's already been allegations that he <laughs> fingered Freddy. He fingered Freddy. I was going to say, this movie has my favorite running gag in almost any film, which is uh, his next door neighbor, the kid that keeps getting hit in the, the face. The kid that with keeps things. getting smashed in the face. With oh my God, it's so keeps running funny. into the car door, hit with a bottle in the restaurant, uh, uh, hit with a baseball by his dad, and then, and then the final, the final moment get- of running into a propeller on an airplane. I'm okay. I'm okay, Dad. The dad, and like the dad, the dad has a really good like progression in his facial expressions of like. Just he's just like, like upset and disappointed. Like he's like, God, yeah, that his kid's so dumb. And then I think his he was like almost idiot. excited that the kid was dead with the propeller. But then the kid's like, I'm okay. And he's like, oh, <laughs> the wounds are kind of cool for the kid, too, because he's like every time you see him, he's like more injured. So it's like it's very violent, yeah, brutal. Like, like every accident, like the kid's teeth are like falling out of his mouth and he's like spitting up blood. Yeah. Where he like just tr- trips into the car door and he's like, oh, like his head's fucking gushing blood. Uh, the car door one was probably the weakest of all of them, but uh, it was. Well, that's the first one, man. You got to start injured. off with. A, yeah. You got to start off with a weak one. You know, you don't go straight into the propeller. Like, well, he just right. like even trips no and comedy. falls into the car and you're like, OK, kid. I did like the dad throwing the baseball at his face, though. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rip Torn. He kind of gets fucked over in this movie a lot, in a lot of ways. Like he's he's an asshole, but he was fucked over the minute that um, Gordy was his son. I was gonna say I think he's reasonable in being at the level of upset he is. Gord is very clearly on the spectrum. The, the only character in the entire movie that comes off. Well, um, I was gonna say the 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 kid that plays Freddy comes off pretty realistic and grounded and almost none, none of the other characters do at all they're all like caricatures <laughs> of something i'm going to my job today dad i hope i'll be extra busy while i'm there <laughs> <laughs> where's your job gord <laughs> i'm going to get a job Freddy. i've got my fingers crossed 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 <laughs> i've done that to people I was having a fight with my ex and she was like yelling at me to go get a job. And I turned around and went, I'm going to get a jobby. I've got my fingers crossed. (laughs) The animated sequence in this movie was done by Chris Pernices or Pyro. I can't say his last name. Pernices, something like that. It's the guy, like the other half of Metalocalypse, that stuff. He's one of the founders of Titmouse, which... Today, Titmouse is like a huge animation company for adult animation. I mean, you don't have to explain it. Our listeners know. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably because he was um, early MTV. So there's like crossover there. Because he was doing, he, he did some work on Daria and he made the show Downtown, which is not available. I have Downton a copy Abbey. Of it. No, no. It was an animated series on MTV about. That would be a good a good uh, transition. He made Daria, then he made Downton Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> That's a transition right there. And then I went on to Metalocalypse after that. What else did you enjoy in this film? You guys, are you guys, are you guys not like familiar with the Tom Green era of MTV? Yeah, I remember him on late at night and I know exactly what his show was. Yeah. And 
I honestly thought it worked. It was like this movie. It worked maybe like 10% of the time. But I feel like what MTV is now, they kind of need to move it back somewhat. Like at first, they they were people were upset. It's like they don't even do music anymore. And that was when they had TRL on and they were kind of still showing stuff. And now they'll, they're doing like Jersey Shore stuff is like they're. It's just ridiculousness 24 7. Yeah, it is. That's their main, uh, their main MTV stations, ridiculousness. That's all yeah. they run, actually. There's, um, which is just thing. a guy watching, basically watching YouTube videos and that girl that has that awful laugh. Yeah. I guess they're, I guess they're saying like this is legit that Rob Drydecker had some sort of agreement with MTV and did something. And at this juncture, he basically is like the only content they have on their channel. Like there is like absolutely nothing else except him because of like some sort of like contract that like went on too long and they just kept like renewing or something like oh. that. It's a weird story. Like, so like it's... I watched um, Catfish. I, I, I did fall off the Catfish bandwagon, but I watched it for a couple seasons i found that interesting and then they were doing like 13 mom and yeah i can't really remember what else i mean i know they did the uh, jersey shore the hills and what was that other thing before jersey shore no jersey shore was after that no it wasn't i already said jersey shore yes it was after the hills no it was before the hills no that was after the hills it was way after after the the hills hills? i thought it was before way after I don't know if you're right on that. Are you sure? We're 100%. Yeah. It's uh, def- okay. we're you're thinking of right. the hills in Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach is the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I like the 2000s era of MTV where you get like Pimp My Ride and Room Raiders and like True Life. Punk. Yeah. Punk was awful. I hated that show. No, you didn't. But. Oh, Zach Braff hit a child, so it... that, <laughs> dude, that was my favorite yeah. episode of that. If there's I anything was... we learn, it's that Zach Braff, Mister Sensitive Nice Guy, uh, absolutely will freak out on someone because they touched his Lamborghini. Zach Braff's they, a piece of garbage. They said that he. I mean, I don't know if he's a piece of garbage. I mean, he did. Cross oh, he the is. Line, but it's they... not just on that episode. Like he genuinely is a bad person. He's a very bad person. What has he done that's so bad besides? <laughs> somebody they thought was a kid well there's a reason he doesn't have a lot of acting in hollywood anymore what are you talking about he's like a a director now he's directing things Uh, trust me look him up he's (laughs) He's on all the he's like on all the what is it verizon or something he's doing like scrubs commercials now oh yeah he's on tv more than he's ever been on tv before like yeah they're they're like gonna redo scrubs or do another like reboot of that well they're doing like a pod this happens a lot but they're doing the podcast now where the cast of scrubs is talking like they're going through each episode of scrubs and reminiscing about it there's a boy meets world podcast that does the same thing with the stars yeah the office one pete and pete have one that's pretty good yeah too bad we didn't have a tv show first we're just talking about other people's movies right (laughs) did you really not like this like at all there was nothing you found redeeming about this redeeming no (laughs) but i did i did i mean i don't know if it's intentional you could say it's intentional uh, I did like the idea of the story being like the surrealist comedy. I, I was totally okay with it just like kind of breaking that, you know, the main story beats to try to do something funny. But it felt like he was trying to be shocking more. It it turned out to be like like there wasn't a lot of substance to it in my eyes. You know, like the birth with the where the lady wouldn't, sh- you know, shut up and then he gives birth <laughs> and swinging the baby around. Like it wasn't. It, it it's wasn't so offensive. stupid. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I'm sure I'm sure at the time like it's something like if a kid was watching it um, a parent would be like oh my god I what what is this garbage that my kids watching and I just felt like mm, it, it really wasn't that it wasn't that it was I felt like kind of stupid the deer thing too where he was like I have to be in the animal and <laughs> I thought the effects looked great for him cutting that thing open, but uh, I kind of wish the truck just killed him right there. <laughs> there wasn't <laughs> any more of the movie. I like how they tell him things, and then he takes the things like completely literal. So like, get inside the animal. So then he just like starts climbing around in the animal. <laughs> like there were no definitely bit, there were bits that worked. Like I liked him on the at the restaurant when he was on his date, and he was like acting like a boss and. Um, Helsinki the the backwards man thing is funny and the sausage thing oh my god and I I really and I did like um, Freddy going to that instant like oh that's the best I I, I do want to know like how do they get those kids like in the movie to be in the sexually abused what was it called the door the institute is like for kids that were molested or something everyone has like stickers and shirts that say like no more secrets or something yeah 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 yeah, that's what the shirts say but the word was called like something like kids kids that were molested and it is funny to me too that they're all like little kids and then um freddie who's like he's like i'm 25 (laughs) years old (laughs) my dad never fingered me what are you talking about it's yeah, okay, where son. they're like, come with You're us. Freddy. It's safe. You, it's safe. You can come with us right now. And he's yeah, like, yeah. Him. Somebody needs to go get Freddy, and he's like, I'm Freddy. Oh, <laughs> oh. I think it would have worked a little bit better if some of the characters were more grounded in in reality, than and then just had Tom Green kind of being like the absurd character. And well, I, Harlan I Williams like a, is his like kinda, best friend. Con- he he's close. He he's he's probably like the next in line. After but Harlan just Williams a, just Harlan Williams. He's just weird. He's just a banker, own. yeah. He well, he didn't seem like too crazy, but he did have some things that were just like, what the hell's happened? Like his um, when he broke his leg and then the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have rather watched a movie of Tom Green like skateboarding around and building. His well, that's the show. I mean, that's. I mean, have you ever seen the Tom Green with uh, Tony Hawk special? Where he just I think goes, I have actually. Where he just goes around with him, and Tom uh, uh, Tony Hawk is doing like all these different tricks, and Tom Green just keeps doing the same trick over and over. Where he jumps off the board and flips it around his hand, and then gets back on it. Because that's like his only trick he really knows. I mean, you're really testing my memory, which which can't remember last week. <laughs> but I knew he was a skateboarder. I knew he was yeah. a rapper. I knew his comedian. I knew that he had a show in Canada before he did the Tom Green show, but I had never seen any footage of it. But I do remember when people were like, what is this trash? And at that time, like everything late at night on MTV was like, everybody was like, what is this trash? And it was like, where did he come from? He came from this place, this um, uh, imaginary place called Canada. Yep. Yeah. He's um one of our like, biggest I thought exports. he was um I, I just think uh yeah I, I would say, like I said I can find good things in every movie but I would I would definitely put this in like the low end of the spectrum of things that I like I see you were like when you said this is the worst movie I've ever seen or whatever and I was like there are definitely worse movies than this well you brought up the Daily Wire and I'm like I'm not watching that crap although I would james brought it up before i don't think i would want to do all of them 
but I think it would be interesting to do God's Not Dead or something like something like that. <laughs> I was going to suggest we do a month of like these like the what's the one the twenty two mules or whatever. Or uh, I don't I don't think I really want to watch like the the deep conspiracy documentary type things, but. Uh, I would. I think I would totally like the <laughs> like the God is God's not dead thing. Well, I hope you're excited for Daily Wire Month when we do that. <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch their one about the school shooting that's done entirely by like Die Hard. That could be your free for all movie. There you go, Daily Wire movies. Why you would you watch... want to support them and give them money? That's the problem. I was like, how can I watch these without paying for them? Because I was like, I don't want to give them money, but I am intrigued by the whole idea of all of it. Because they're like movies. They're like movie we movies. We could just do Kirk Cameron month. Oh, that'd be that'd be interesting. You could do Left Behind. No, that's too mainstream. No, we got to go harder. Oh, you got to go harder than that. I don't remember what they all are, but he always seems to have like Kirk Cameron saves Christmas type crap. And I loved Kirk Cameron when I was a kid. I was a huge Kirk Cameron fan when I was like growing little, pains, like, right? That was growing pains. He was so fucking good on that show. And then Kirk has show Kirk on um the Paramount, or not Paramount. Um, so I don't remember anything besides growing pains, but it was, yeah. it, it was always weird to me that that character would be the one that was like the yeah. crazy unhinged Christian. <laughs> christian guy like i wouldn't see that coming when he went down that road it kind of broke my heart a bit because i was like such a big kurt cameron fan when i was young and then it was like oh he's got this movie left behind and i'm like i should watch it it's got kurt cameron and then i like read it and i'm like oh no i can't watch it I'm like what's going on here and then i start like realizing he's got like a crazy website and all this kind of shit you know what i'm really surprised you never covered it on your old podcast because there's a Nicolas cage it's not technically i know it's kind of a remake i mean it's another version of the same book well here's the problem with that too there's another one as well so like we'd end up having to cover like three of them if not more. Well, you don't have to do I'm... left for left behind two or whatever because that's the no, sequel. That's the next. No, that's the sequel. You know? But they but they remade it again after the Nicolas Cage one. There's another one that they redid it what? again. Christians love Why don't that. They shit, just continue like, going through the it. series. There's like twelve books or something. Right. That's what I said. I'm like make more of them. I think Kurt Cameron hmm. made a sequel like the next one, the next book one or whatever. But I don't know how. I don't know entirely, but I feel like he he's done. I don't feel like he, they got to the third one. Maybe they did. I don't. Know. I think there was I th- a third I one. I, I don't think them. he was in it though. I think I have the two left behinds. Did you ever see the Tom Green cancer special? I know he had cancer. Does that count? Testicular cancer, right? He he filmed the the whole thing. They wouldn't let him physically film the surgery, obviously, but they filmed him literally rolling into the surgery room, and that's actually right around the time that he met Drew Barrymore. Was when he was doing his cancer stuff, and then. One of the best things ever, have you ever seen the Tom Green, Monica Lewinsky special Mm, where he takes Monica Lewinsky back to Ottawa with him and basically does like Tom Green shit with Monica Lewinsky. Like he shows up at his parents' house at two in the morning with Monica Lewinsky and they're so polite and they're so honored that she's there that they're just trying to not be rude. And then he's like, so Monica's going to make a handbag line. She's making handbags and she's looking for some fabric to make her handbags out of. And then he, he looks at Monica Lewinsky. He's like, how about their bread spread? Would that work really well? She's like, I think that'd be great. And then they just take Tom Green's parents' bed spread away from them and leave them in bed with no blanket. And then she goes and makes a purse out of it. <laughs> well, you could talk about, you could talk about uh, 
influence a little bit. Like, yeah, clearly Jackass, but I, I felt like Jackass was funnier. I disagree. And then you had movies that like uh, The Bad Grandpa, which it had the story where they were able to fit the skits in it, and the skits kind of worked better. Bad Grandpa was pretty good, but that's Jackass again. That's, that's giant. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Jackass's Bad Grandpa is is a lot like this movie in that it has like a general arc, but it still fits in the the skits from the show. You definitely wouldn't have had Jackass airing on MTV if Tom Green hadn't have had the success he did because they came hot in like I know their stuff they were releasing their stuff in the two thousands and stuff like CKY two K came out in two thousand that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, and Bam Margera is doing the same shit to his parents. So yeah, and it's 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 in the same vein. But I think that when you look at the difference between Tom Green and Jackass, Jackass is cruel, and Tom Green's never cruel. He's just strange, and he makes you uncomfortable. But he's never cruel, except for to Glenn Humplick. Glenn's a person too, Lexi. The Jackass guys, their whole thing is essentially being cruel to each other. It's just a whole show of watching like guys be really cruel to each other. And But they're friends. Yeah, they all have drug problems and complexes. I mean, there's nobody on Tom's show with drug problems and complexes other than the complexes that Tom gave them. That sounds like abuse. There was an interesting point there, too. I don't know if you remember this, when Tom decided that he didn't want to do that anymore he didn't want to do like tom green tom green and he wanted to be taken seriously as like a talk show host too late they reformatted it to the tom green show and when it became like or it was like the new tom green show or something like that and then he had like an actual desk and was kind of trying to do that show and it fucking bombed because everybody came into it expecting like tom green to like roll around on the floor and shit. And it was just him like interviewing people and shit like that. He's getting older. He can't roll around on the floor. Anymore. Right. So then when that show failed, he kind of went, fuck it. And he went out and he created the, I think it's Tom Green show tonight or something like that, where he went to his own house and he just built a studio, his whole built his whole house into a studio and just interviewed celebrities because he lived in LA and he knew all these people. So he just invite them over to his house and film the show. And it got broadcast in Canada because we love Tom up there, but it was only broadcast in like select States in the United States. Like there was like five or six States it would air in and stuff like that. But that's was where it that on, clip... like PBS. N- no, it was, um, well in Canada it was on the, the comedy network. And then I don't know where it would air. It would air like sporadically on weird networks around, the u.s that clip that i sent you of him rapping with exhibit that's from that show when he started doing his his late night show on his own in his own house so he innovated there i mean this guy at one point was worth a small fortune and everybody wanted to work with him like not just like mtv but like the industry wanted to work with him i mean this was a major motion picture this wasn't released by a small studio like this was a major release it had like advertising like it wasn't under the radar it was definitely like we want you to go see this movie we have hopes that this movie is going to succeed this movie bombed like hard i don't even think this movie made its money back in the theater uh, I th- it's considered a bomb because it made the 14 million like maybe a hair over at like 15 but they lost like basically everything from marketing so that's why it's a flaw. yeah because there was a lot of marketing for this movie. I mean, 
this like I said, they spent a lot of money on this. I think, and I one thing with this movie too is that it also has a bit of a quality about it where it feels like a parody of that two thousands comedy that was coming out at that time. Like it seems like it's making fun of like the teen movies and that kind of stuff that was like coming around. It's not a romance, like not the romantic comedy stuff as much, but he kind of almost does a, like an everything. Like he just injects yeah, elements like of those kinds American of movies. Pie type movies. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. But then he also does his own thing with it. So it's like a weird amalgamation of 2000s era teen comedy mixed with Tom Green sketches from the MTV era every time you say mtv i i hear that i want my mtv like in my head. <laughs> that's great but that's what it, the end result is so even though he wrote this and directed this i do wonder too how much like studio influence there was on none. it none you don't think so i don't know how they could have let this like just just go and I, I guarantee you there's stuff that they made him cut that wasn't like acceptable for the release too i'm pretty sure probably, this movie if they do it's R. probably less him and more of the ratings this is this is our like right yeah but if it got nc nc 17 or something i'm then i'm sure they just cut 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 an r rating on a comedy always kills the comedy like it always destroys its success because the demographic goes down when you have to use the r rating and it's not a film that older people would want to watch it's for a younger demographic so who is this film for essentially if it's rated r so it can't That's really succeed until he, there was something about him saying i'm trying to remember what the other movie was um crocodile dundee in la whatever the third one was he said that he thinks that it did so well because uh kids were buying tickets to that and then sneaking into his movie because I mean, his audience really should have been thirteen-year-old boys, right? And <laughs> honestly, I've seen thir- PG thirteen films with way worse like content in them than this movie. I don't necessarily know if it deserves. I guess like there's some the lines. rating board is trash and doesn't mean anything. I mean, he does run out and grab a horse's dick and then play with the horse's dick. Yeah, how does that get on? Um... I don't know how that even gets into an R-rated film, to be honest. And then and then uh, the girlfriend, even though I like her and she's probably the best character in this entire film. No. She, you don't think so? It's Rip Torn. Rip Torn is really good. It is Rip Torn. Uh, the sexual stuff with her, I think, might have got the rating instead of... Well, when we were doing Wes Craven a couple months ago, and we well, like two months ago, but we were talking about almost every single one of his movies, he's had a very difficult time with the ratings boards. And one of the things that I read was about scream scream was like an NC 17 and they couldn't get, they could not get it to an R rating. And I think it was like, honestly, one of the Weinsteins or something that said, told the ratings people to not view it as a horror film, but to view it as a comedy. And then they didn't have to change anything and they let it be an R and that movie compared to this movie. It's like, I don't know <laughs> what there's, I don't really think of anything that terrible when scream. And then this is like, yeah, the horse stuff is like, I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like, <laughs> like what did PETA think? Like, was it a real horse? Well, that, what's funny is that they left the horse stuff 
But I think they left the horse stuff because the horse stuff becomes relevant later on in the film when he jerks off the elephant on his dad. So I think that's like he like there's a crossover there. You're like, it's very important to the story. We have to leave it in. It is important. (laughs) But but um, one thing that Tom Green's known for, like it's one of the building blocks of his entire career is um, sucking on the udders of cows. It's like a big thing and i noticed that he did have a scene after he jerks off the cow or he runs over and sucks on the cow's udders but they only left it in like the the special like in the end credits or like the special features and i was like see that's tom green that's like classic tom green right there like you when he stops at a farm you expect that he's going to get out and start doing something with a cow udder or or a goat but like instead it's a horse dick and it's like oh you changed the formula here. You you went a little further. You took it a little little more. I want to hear about the difficulties of you getting this movie because you were talking about that before the episode started. So I I bought this movie when it came out. Like I worked at Suncoast as soon as the DVD dropped. I had I had my copy, and then I ended up in a position in life where I was homeless and I was living on the streets of Vegas. And there was like, um, you know, those like buy your shit, like DVD places. Mm -hmm. And I went through my DVD collection to find money for food. So I went, what do you see in like used bins for like 99 cents? Like, what do you see? Like, you don't, you're not going to get very much for it, but what have you. And I was like, Freddie got fingered is like so easy to get like, you'd see that shit in bins all over the place all the time. Like it was never something that was hard to acquire. And so I just kind of went, all right. And so I sold it off and then I still had that same thought process. I was like, ah, the movie's going to be so easy to find, like whatever. And then about eight years, uh, 2018, I tried to get a copy of it again. And I was having a lot of trouble for some reason getting a copy of it. And I didn't know why. And then I started finding prices of the movie. It shot up to like $100. And then it's like rare. And people like, it's a collector's item now. And that they that it's never going to come out on Blu-ray. And it's never going to come out on like any other format. Like that's just kind of like one and done. And there's a lot of movies from the 2000s that like got put on just DVD alone and never saw like any other format. And that's just it. And it was like, fuck. So I found a place that had a copy of it at a reasonable price. And I was like, okay, I'll buy it. So I bought it and they shipped it to me and it came in like a DVD case and it was shattered. Like the case was shattered. It was shattered. And on top of all of the fact that the movie and the case were broken, it was like from Europe. It wasn't even like an an NTSC. And I was like, what am I supposed to fucking do with this? So I called the company that sent it to me and I was like, I want my money back. So they gave me my money back and then I had to go find the movie again. And then I finally found a place that I could get it for. I think I paid like 25 or 30 bucks for it, which is like way more than I want to pay for that movie. And I finally got a copy of it again. And like, that was the only way at this juncture that I was able to get that movie. And it's, Funny, because like I said, like you see this thing on 99 cent shelves all the time, like easy as shit to get. And now it's like a rarity. I'm looking it up now. I'm just kind of interested in what the price of it is. So mine, I don't own the movie. And 
I saw that it was on Plex, which I've only ever used like once or twice. It's kind of like Tubi where I got to watch commercials. And when I logged into it and started the movie, it was in Spanish. Hmm. And I went huh. to this, I went to the audio settings and there was Spanish and English and I put English and I'd restart it. And every time I restarted it, I had to watch like two minutes of commercials. So to watch two minutes of commercials and the movie would start again and it was still Spanish. And I'm like, okay. So I X'd, I backed out and I tried to find if there was another version of the movie somewhere. If, if maybe there were two Freddy got fingers on there, but there, there wasn't. And, um, I started it again and I had, I put subtitles on and I was like, I seriously thought I was going to have to watch this movie in Spanish <laughs> with English subtitles. But, uh, I paused it at one point and hit play again and it did, they did start speaking in English. So I restarted the movie. I had problems with Plex too, but mine were completely different from yours. <laughs> mine was, on uh, Plex. yeah, I, well, it's the only place you can find it. Apparently, uh, my problem was it echoed, and by that I literally oh, mean no. every. Yeah. I watched that entire film where it'd be like, be like, "Hey, Gord, hey, Gord, hey, Gord." I hey, didn't Gord. have the echo, Freddy, but Freddy. I did have weird. And it just kept doing terrible that. audio where it felt like they were talking through a fan or something. The audio yeah, was that's, definitely that's bad how on my mine side. was. It was like it was just terrible. I tur- I have a sound bar and I turned the sound bar off and watched it through the TV, and it and it made it less distracting. But it I put headphones in like... and it made mine less distracting. Like I put my Bluetooth AirPods <laughs> in and it made it like slightly better. <laughs> yeah. So I started watching it that way and it was like, it was weird where it felt like it was mostly the dialogue and not anything else, but it had, it did yeah. have like that low echo kind of quality to it. Yeah. Or like there was a, and even the subtitles I had on, they were like, this I had to turn them off. The... I put the subtitles on cause they were, they were ahead. Yeah, they that's were what ahead I was going to say. The they, audio. Were way, they were way, way ahead of what people were I tried saying. to do they that, too. Like, it was like, yeah. like four lines ahead. It'd be like, where's the LeBarons? I don't see two LeBarons like four seconds before, before he, you even, he even says there's a LeBaron. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, I can't do this. So like you had to watch Freddy Got Fingered and the, 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 the experience itself was bad on top of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get Freddy Got Fingered on DVD pre-owned very good for $5. Hmm. Really? That's nice. Yeah. I don't know what happened there when I was trying to get it because I went through hell trying to get it. This person selling it, buy three, get one free. You could get three copies of Freddy Got Fingered. I should. For uh, for $10. For $10, you can get three of them. For $10, you could have bought us all a copy of. I could have. I probably owe you $10 for making you go through it, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. but uh yeah that'll be christmas i'll be opening up a copy of freddy got married I'm like, i fucking love this movie i think you guys are crazy i was hoping at least like one of you'd be like this movie's pretty funny or like at least there's like something to it i can't say i didn't like... laugh but i it was not like the movie i'd give like a three out of ten and that's being nice do you think it like genuinely like do you think it's deserving of being called like the worst movie ever made because i have definitely seen worse films well i think the honestly for me the worst film ever made is like the great wall it kind of what the great wall the great the great wall the great wall <laughs> the great wall is worse than freddie got fingered in my opinion there you go but I feel like the ones that are really bad are the ones that are like so mediocre and forgettable 
they're not really terrible movies, but you wasted your time watching them. And it wasn't even like the, like how everyone's like the room. It's the worst movie in the world. The room's really no, funny. No, it's not. It's not intentionally funny, but it, like it is, you will have a good time watching that movie. So I, I feel like I never you, understood like that comment. Like this is the worst film ever made. And I'm like, are, are you serious? Cause like, it's not a good movie, but it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's biggest problems is that it's kind of boring and not like really uh, that much it, this going movie on. Won, this movie won like raspberry awards or something. Oh but, yeah, um, absolutely. Tom green. He, he walked away with those. I think on more than one occasion, but there's been movies that I really like and they'll, they'll nominate somebody from like a rat. Like I think was it mother or something, something I really liked. It was like, nominated for three Razzies and I'm like it really wasn't a bad movie like it wasn't a well received movie but I didn't know it's not that bad Tom has no background in filmmaking his background is really in live television like it's not even like edited or scripted because other than like his segments where he goes out on the street and fucks with people which are also not scripted it's just i'm gonna do this take the camera this was his first like proper directing i mean there was a there was an arc to the story so it's it's not like he failed at telling the story like i honestly thought that it was kind of like a little bit charming the way that he gets his the the gig that he gets from rip torn essentially trying to sabotage you know what i mean like it works out yeah in a, a really interesting way but i felt like I don't know if you if somebody else directed him, then it wouldn't have been as Tom Green esque. I, I assume, right? So you know, I guess go for it. And your audience, like you, the audience that you already have, I'm sure this is the movie that they really want. So if you do, if if I knew Tom Green was making a movie, and I went to go see it, and it wasn't Freddie Got Fingered, I would be like, <laughs> "What the hell is going on?" You're right in that too. Like I never think of that side of it either, but it's like. He pays attention to what people are telling him with his family and his dad because he's like, I can't draw. It's my dad's distracting me. And they're like, these pictures are really good. Maybe you should work with this. And then he's like, really? I, I would pair this movie with Crumb. If you wanted to watch a double feature, watch Crumb with it. Crumb is an excellent movie. No doubt. That the whole animation thing, doing, doing yeah. that as a double feature would be good. And then it's great. It's great that like his dad pisses him off so much. And he's such a like dick that he takes every bit of his money and buys like a bag of jewels for his girlfriend and then takes all the rest of it to pay to send his dad dad to, to like the Middle East or something so that he could fuck with his dad. And then his dad's just like, how did you afford this? And he just looks at him. He's like, I got a job selling my little pictures, dad. That's pretty good. It's a good payoff. Rift Horn can't even be mad at him at that point. He's just, I like, mean, I know it's not right. the same place, but when I saw that, the scene where he's there, like in the middle East, it, it made me want to watch Borat. I like how he fucks up too. Like he's just being an asshole driving with his dad. Part. He has the construction workers come in and remove the entire bedroom portion of his dad's house and he's like it would cost a fortune to do this and he's like money's no object and he just like throws the check well, out he wrote it like, into the movie because i'm sure it's something he wanted to do to his real parents i was wondering that with this because i'm like his real dad's a really nice guy it's he's like really the joke like, of like when you're camping and somebody falls asleep on the air mattress 
So you push them out into the lake? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Just like an over to the over the top version of that. And then and then they bond over the experience going home together when they played Russian roulette together on the boat. Chuck, where do, where do you you where does this movie fall for you? Uh, it's you know we it's don't got some it's got some stuff. <laughs> uh, I yeah I feel like I would I would say that yeah it's a movie that it's not the worst movie ever made and it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, but it is just like it's a movie where it, it's almost like it is like a jackass thing where it, the whole thing might not even be that great. But there's like moments that, yeah, I've, I'll always think of the, the backwards man, the backwards man. And uh, or like, yeah, you know, when he's got the scuba suit on or uh, like I found I the treasure. Very, yeah, that's <laughs> so in the cave. Rock, jackass. <laughs> Yeah, there's like there's moments like that that I remember, but it's like when you add up all the <laughs> all the quotable moments that you remember, it's like it's like that was 15 minutes out of an hour and a half movie for me and I'm just like I was like what was going on that other hour and 15 minutes that I don't remember? Like it's all the it's all the small stuff that doesn't string it together. Yeah, it works better as a as a TV show format where you can just throw out some some skits, but I I do. I, I will agree, though, that I do think Tom Green has influenced other people that have gone on and like kind of run with his ideas, like even further than he did. Like, I feel like if he if he if he didn't have Tom Green, you wouldn't have someone like Eric Andre, who I feel like Eric Andre is a hundred percent rip off. Of he's Tom he's Green. he 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 does one hundred percent do like basically the same stuff, just you know takes it to a different he takes it to a different he is different, too, uh, yeah he but is he, the eric andre as what Chappelle is the key and pill it's like yeah yeah it's like they they came later but have you ever seen the eric andre sketch where he goes to like public locations and then sits down next to people and he just puts a hand on their hand and he waits to see how long they react to somebody like him putting their hand on his hand and then the timer starts in the corner as soon as he puts his hand on the other person's hand. <laughs> I mean, Jackass at least uh, had him in Jackass Forever where he got shot yeah. in the face with a air, a balloon or whatever. Yeah. They should ask Tom to be in Jackass Forever. He would have done didn't. it. You know what, Never though? Did. As a piece of MTV alumni, they should have brought him in. It would have been like, people would have been they like, oh, put him in the Nitro Circus, if that's still a thing. <laughs> oh, my God. That show was terrible. Yeah, that, that's a weird that, that's there's that whole time of just uh, it's it's funny to look at skateboarding. Now it's an Olympic sport. And like the Tom Green came in that time when skateboarding somehow did become the biggest just, thing on the planet of you had the Tony Hawk games. Then you had him jason lee was another big skateboarder that turned into an actor uh then then again jackass like it that all whole just, era spike jones harmony like, corinne that we spike jones about, yeah like, like they, they are all like filmmakers the they're like making their videos their skate videos yeah, the skate skate videos. Really, I, can, I can tell real stories and the yeah. thing about like early early skate video culture like the video like the vhs's this kind of stuff was very prevalent with it like the sketches and like the comedic elements and like the daredevil like fuck up stunts and that well, kind of stuff. You're talking about that like, gorilla uh, film style of we're not yeah. allowed to be here. So, I mean, a lot of it 
was like a hundred percent just like a camcorder illegal filming that kind of stuff and tom comes from that culture like because he's got the skate background and the hip-hop background i do like the diversity between all of our our movies for the one-time director so far because the three movies that i i had three movies as my final and i ended up went going with the night of the hunter but i was thinking of doing one-eyed jacks or carnival of souls so when you're like i'm doing freddie got fingered i was like all right well, at least it's a diverse month, right? <laughs> it's a, quite a switch up from episode to episode, as opposed yeah. to like, yeah, Wes Craven, he's kind of doing the same shit again. And then Chuck's, what was Chuck's? Oh, Chuck did, Chuck's is going to have an episode. Chuck's yet. is going to is going to be really weird too. His is also yeah. a really interesting choice. So like, this has been a really diverse month. I think that quality wise, I'm going to say that Justin picked the best overall oh yeah that's that's, film. that's just a given <laughs> do you think freddy got fingered will be like the night of the hunter where in 50 years <laughs> people will say you know what this belongs on sound and sights greatest films of all time <laughs> somewhere best. in the top 100 which has come out since we recorded the last episode and it is not vertigo again it, yeah i do not think that it will end up on like a list like that this particular movie no but I absolutely think Tom Green will. I think Tom Green is very important and very relevant to the modern state of comedy that exists. You wouldn't, like I said, you wouldn't have Loiter Squad. You wouldn't have Eric Andre. You wouldn't have Jackass. You wouldn't have like a lot In of about elements. about 30, 40 years, they'll probably have a Tom Green documentary. And somebody is going to interview Tom Green as an old man. And they're going to show footage of this show that he was a part of and talk about how crazy his life was. And then that documentary that they make is going to be the thing that like gets nominated for an Academy Award, the Tom Green documentary. It very well could happen. He's like I said, he's very interesting and he's very layered. He's not stupid. Like, I love I love and it's not the first time I've seen this like happen with him either. Like when when he's doing the scene, they show the like in the end credits. I don't know if you saw it. Where that he's yep, doing the I scene with the, the I, I watched the post credit scene that when he's doing the fucking deer thing the post credit scene was him kissing Drew Barrymore and he gets <laughs> no when he's when he's in the deer like the, the the deer suit meet or whatever and he's like screaming and then he stops and he gets up and he goes what the fuck are we doing here yeah right before <laughs> it cuts but but if you keep watching the credits all the way past the music credits yeah there's just oh, him, one yeah. shot of him kissing Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I think it, that that's the stuff in this movie that dates really hard is showing his relationship with her. <laughs> he was only married to her for like a year or something, though. Yeah, it was a really short relationship. She was apparently very difficult. Don't play that anymore. I don't think he's as difficult off camera as people would think he is. You like, don't know. No, I don't. I'm not there, and I'm not going to speculate, but... Drew Barrymore is like, I listened to the episode, and it's bullshit. He is that wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think, now that he's doing like the van life stuff and all of that, do you think he'll ever direct another movie? He's talked... I think he's talked about directing documentaries. There's been discussion of that, and I think there's something up in Canada that he's looking at, like like a mini series or something like that. That's like completely not something you would think he'd be doing. I mean, as long as he has the drive, I'm sure it will happen. Cause I, I, I he's also kind of like 
I'm retired. Like he moved back to Ottawa. He left LA. So even though he has the van and he does the van life stuff, like he's made his home back home in Ottawa. And I think he lives relatively close to his parents. So like his style filmmaking, I think he could get some cheap GoPros and, and get some decent sound. And, and I think he could make a movie fairly cheap if he wanted to. I think a lot of times you have people that are like, I'll never make another movie again because you know, they went the Hollywood system and they're not going to fork out their own money to make that movie. But I could see him doing it. I think he's more of a documentary at this point. I could see him doing more documentary filmmaking than anything. But he won't make he won't direct the documentary on his own life in 40 years that is nominated for an Academy Award. It'll be called Green Book. It's going to be made by Glenn Humplick's son. <laughs> Talking about the trauma that his father suffered from being friends with Tom Green. <laughs> I think it's impressive to see a guy like him have the success that he did doing what he did, knowing that he came up in an era where the internet didn't exist. Like it did, but it was like early, early internet. I mean, I mean, if you watch internet now, <laughs> if you watch internet now, if you cool kids that are listening watch the internet now, you watch YouTube or even like the videos that pop up on Facebook, a bunch of them are pranks that are essentially things that have came from these types of shows from like the Tom Green show. He has influence like, let's over mess everything. With the public. That's a huge thing. Yeah. And some of them aren't funny. Some of them are like, let's see if I can get in a fight. You should like check out I'm gonna... his rap album. He's got a rap album he made after all of this. Maybe I'll listen to the whole album. The videos that we watched with exhibit, the exhibit was fairly entertaining as to like how he thought it was going to be more i think he thought he was expecting it to be more dumb than it was he thought it, he thought it was going to be tom green and yeah <laughs> but like watching that video the organized uh organized rhyme, rhyme that name alone should let you know that you're getting to some <laughs> cheesy rhymes but i'm not saying that they're not uh they're better than they're better than a lot of others that i've listened to but it is very cheesy like cheesy white guy rhymes but they're also like 89, 90, like that era, that whole era of hip hop was cheesy. It wasn't like just it, them. It, it was does sound like it. it could be like a Beastie Boys or something, but I, I feel like right. the Beastie Boys are more fun. I think they're slightly more talented in a lot of ways. So they're interesting. Yeah, they're they're a whole interesting story because they used to be a punk band and then they fell into the rap stuff. And then he was a rap. He was rap stuff that fell into uh like a sketch comedy prank type comedy right but both both are like pioneers of something like it is actually really interesting when you do have people like that where it's like their life dream is this one thing but they're really talented somewhere else and they just kind of like they're like reluctantly go that way like someone's like i want to sing on broadway and they're like but you're essentially Stanley Kubrick behind a camera. So that's what you're going to end up doing. I don't know if I asked this already, but you guys always are like pretty much like there's no movies that I wouldn't watch again. What about this one? Would you watch this movie again? Well, I don't want to waste my life. <laughs> wow. I mean, <laughs> it would I've be made a while Rachel I was like, like three times. Would I watch it again? Probably. But to go seek it out it, it's going to be quite some time <laughs> before i would do that i uh, 
realistically, I would say I will probably be dead before I watch it again. But as always, I would Chuck. recommend anyone listening to the episode to check the movie out. It's on Plex. You might have some issues, but, but you or you can go on eBay and buy it for five dollars on DVD. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably watch this movie again, but I I think I'd probably also just. Uh, I I would do anything I've done, which is just watch the watch my favorite parts. If I really feel like, like I want to watch the backwards man scene, or yeah, I want to watch him. <laughs> really <laughs> has like ADHD or something. You just just watch the funny parts. He man. wants you to know, watch you know, Freddy Got Fingered. Just the highlights. Just the highlights. <laughs> so the backwards man is good though. Well, that's like uh, I always think of the uh, wicker man remake with nick cage and it's such a terrible movie but there's like a six minute uh youtube video that's like just the craziest scenes <laughs> and just watching that six minute video every once in a while it's just like it's so funny and the bees it's like i you the wish the whole you wish the whole movie was at least as funny as that was like him punching that lady in <laughs> face and fucking... everything in it but i've had people be like i want to see that i want to see that movie and it's like you you really don't you literally just saw all the best parts of that movie it's it's so fucking bad but i'm like it's basically like imagine doing the wicker man again but instead of like having a normal character you just have nicholas cage running around unhinged it's like there you go that's a remake i was looking for it's actually really funny but it's a terrible film absolutely terrible does this movie pass the Bechtel test no are you sure I don't remember one woman talking to another woman <laughs> in this entire movie mm, yeah, I, I, I don't either but I just was like <laughs> running through in my head I'm like maybe possibly but I don't I don't maybe think so. by accident it passes but I don't I don't think so I, I thought there was a like the characters the... the big characters are the girlfriend the mother and that's like it because even like Drew Barrymore's character I think she only talks to Tom Green. Yeah. Mom, why would you stay with him? You need to leave him and go have sex with other men. You need to start having lots of sex with other men. Does the mom even have a scene with the girlfriend? That's what I was wondering. I'm like, is there a scene where she talks to the girlfriend? And I was like, I don't think so. So I don't even think there's a scene of them together. But if there is, I don't even remember them having any. They're kind both of in the restaurant at separate. Yeah, tables they're not. They're, not they're in totally different sides of the restaurant, not talking yeah. to each other. Though. I like when the mom's with Shaq. <laughs> Just there past the Bechdel she... test. You're right, right there. When when the mom's talking to Shaq. Yeah, that counts. That counts. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that Shaquille O'Neal was an automatic pass to the Bechtel test. He is pure femininity. I mean, have you seen Shazam? Yeah, I think. Or is that the fake one? I can't remember what is the. Oh, his is the real one. Sinbad's is fake or something. Kazam, I think, is the. Or is it the 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 fake ones with Sinbad? I know that for sure. The fake one isn't even a fake one. It's like people are it's just not even confused. a fake. Yeah. There is a sin. There is a Sinbad movie. It's not that. It's called like Kazam or something, right? No, it's no. That's the parody one that the the internet made. Because then people actually made the box art to fuck with people or something. What's the one where he's in it? I I'll have to do my research. I don't want to have like an argument as to if it's real or not. But there is a movie it with isn't. him in it, and I'm like, that's what everyone was confusing. Yeah, the uh, one with Shaq where so. he's the the genie yeah, in the boombox. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're confusing it with. You're right, Shazam. Yeah, people just can't actually. Tell. Actually, I think they're both Kazam. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's just just racism. That's all it is. It is. 
I'm not even being funny. That is like literally what it it comes down to. Do I what? Do you think that, uh, what do you think the future is for Tom? Yeah, he'll die one day. Do you think he will ever come back to the, like, in the entertainment industry and like any kind of like acting way or any kind of bigger way? Or do you think like he's just kind of, I think if he does come back, I think you're going to get like a more mature Tom Green and I don't know how you're going to feel about it. I love him. I stand up comedy right now is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. And he also was on um, the uh, the Apprentice, the one with Donald Trump. You should find so his stand up routine. President, even though he wasn't born here, he has a really good routine where he talks about how he met the president of the United States because he was on The Apprentice, and then he talks about his time on The Apprentice. It's so fucking funny. I I actually wasn't aware that he was on it, and I kind of feel like I should go back and just watch the season that he's on. Also, Gilbert Godfrey was on there, and it was supposedly like he was like top tier. He did really well. I'm at the point in my life where I will not watch anything with Trump in it anymore. I've had enough of him. I agree with you. Unless it's Home Alone 2. I guess I'll tolerate the two seconds of him. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is with this kind of comedy because like i just i just got a hold of cabin boy and that's another one of my like favorite movies and that was like a another what the fuck is this box office bomb and i watched it right before i watched freddy got fingered so i actually double featured these and i love that movie so much but it's so fucking weird and i was like and this movie is like so fucking weird and i'm like i don't know what it is about like this kind of like comedy that draws me to it but like, it seems like there's this fine line between like, cause I can't stand like scary movie or any of the Wayne's brothers stuff, like all that stuff. Like I hate. What about scary movie three where it gets to like the, is it Zuckerman? I never watched any after one. Cause I just really didn't like one and I didn't want to support, but after, I like, I like after the second one, it's not the Wayne's brothers anymore. So it's like an even different type of humor. I don't even. I wouldn't even say a good humor. Like it's just different. The only Wayne's Brothers movie that I'm genuinely a big fan of is uh, "Don't Be a Menace to South Central" or "Drinking Your Juice in the Hood." That movie's so funny. That movie's good until you watch "Menace to Society" and you're like, it's almost a direct copy, and it's kind of funnier. Yeah, because I thought that movie was great, and then then when I watched "Menace to Society," I was like, oh man, that kills it for me. It, they're doing like word for word the same thing sometimes. Yeah. I, I just like I struggle with a lot of comedy and I don't know why I struggle so much with comedies because I don't really like comedies. But then I like shit like this and Cabin Boy. I don't know why. I don't know where that. Well, comes me and from. Chuck have some good comedies. Well, we should do a month of comedy and see what everyone thinks is funny. <laughs> I I think this is funny. So we well, clearly can't do it I don't again. have good taste. I I'll just make you watch Cabin Boy. <laughs> okay. It has a flying cupcake that spits tobacco. Yeah, that wasn't funny. <laughs> I just, Maybe because like it's out of context, it's... like 100%. But like, right. <laughs> that movie's so funny because it's like the whole cast is just voice actors. And you're like, it's all this like an all-star cast of voice actors who you've never seen act in a movie before. And this is like the first time you're seeing them. But you recognize all their voices like 100%. And Chris Elliott. All right. It sounds d- like we're d- going to do Cabin Boy at some point, Chuck. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with it? Yeah. Um, it's the movie that you sent us a picture of. <laughs> that you texted us a photo of. <laughs> outside, outside of that. 
before that moment in time, no. I think it's interesting how many movies I'm able to show you guys that you've like never seen or heard of. Same. Because like you guys are like you guys are pretty on it. Like, especially Chuck. Like, I feel like Chuck's seen like everything ever. So like when I'm able to be like, but have you seen this? And you're like, uh no. And I'm just like, well then, aren't you in for a treat? So and you never are. But you, you know, or maybe you are. Has has there been anything that I have genuinely offered up this year that you guys have never seen before and were like, I'm glad that Lexi introduced me to this? <laughs> well, this is probably this year so far that you've been on. Most of these movies that I've watched are re- have almost all been rewatches. Now, Julian Donkey Boy was definitely a first-time watch for me, and... But I've seen it, saw the other two. And I think for the Warner Herzog stuff, like, I, yeah, I'm glad that I saw that movie. But I'm trying to think what, if there's anything else that I saw that was like brand new to me. And I don't think it was anything that you picked besides this. And I don't mean that in a mean way, which we just kind of went down that path. No. Bigger directors and stuff. An easier year when you just pick a director. Like, you have a large catalog to go from and it's tens. We, we picked a lot of with the exception of maybe like harmony. We picked a lot of very mainstream kind of directors in a lot like of ways. Catherine Bigelow, for example. Um, I watched a bunch of her movies that I hadn't seen before, but of the ones that we did, the only one I hadn't seen was Detroit and uh, none of us had seen that one. But if yeah. anything, it was Chuck's pick. So have I introduced you to anything, Chuck? Or I mean, I picked it myself. But Spring Breakers, Spring Break, y'all. But has that was that your first time seeing it? Yeah. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, that's a good movie. Well, I'm glad I was able to give you that one at least. So is that the best movie I've offered you so far, Spring Breakers? Yeah. That's a so that's far. a that's a high place to start, and I don't know if I can go up from there to be honest, because. It all just kind of goes down with me from there. See, I, I I talk negatively, but the truth is, is that I like what I like, and you like what you like. And you shouldn't talk negatively about the things that you like. You should just be positive about the things that you like and embrace who you are, right? That's not what you are saying last week when you are like Justin likes everything. Um, <laughs> but next year where no. we're not going to have the director theme, there is definitely going to be a lot of movies that I haven't watched. That's not the same as what you said. What I said was, I don't remember now. <laughs> I just spaced out. You didn't. You don't remember because that's exactly what you said. You're like Justin doesn't hate anything. You don't hate anything, but that doesn't mean we won't find something that you hate. That's not relevant to what I was saying because what I was saying was that I'm negative about the things that I'm like because I feel like other people just immediately won't like anything that I like. So I just assume that I like terrible things because everybody's always negative about. No, that's not true. We've already come across movies that we've all liked. I don't, I'm not saying you guys specifically, but I'm saying like the complex that life has delivered me through my choices has kind of done this to me. So I was like, don't speak negatively about the things that you like, if you like them, because you like them. And I, Fucking love Freddy Got Fingered. Masterpiece. A plus. Recommend anybody watch this movie. This is a movie you can pull out at any time. 
you can have a bunch of people over and you just put it on and they're like, what is this? And you're like, this is a masterwork. Continue to enjoy. That sounds like something on a Wu-Tang Clan album. I would be so proud of this <laughs> if this was me. If I had Tom Green's career and this was the film that I got to make in my career, I'd be like, I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud I got to make that. I'd have the fucking poster up in my house. I mean, I, I have the poster I like it, house, but I'm but... highly, highly interested in Chuck's movie. Which, Chuck, do you own that movie? Yep. Okay. Wow. Where'd I gotta get find it. Target. No, really? That's an interesting place to have found it. Okay. Was it like five bucks? You know, it's not, you know it's not at Target anymore because Target has like the worst selection of. <laughs> oh my god, it's terrible. But you know what? Target has a better selection of movies than fucking Best Buy. They're, they're about. You're right now. Yep. I had somebody that was like, they're Black Friday sales and Best Buy doesn't even have any physical movies there anymore. I'm like, last time I went to Best Buy to look at movies, they were just in this cardboard shelf in the middle of the store. It wasn't even like a real unit. Yeah, last time I walked into a Best Buy to find something, I couldn't find it. I was like, like, is this around? And it was like on a weird end wrap, like, uh, you know, like an end cap somewhere. And I was like, okay. It wasn't even new releases. It was just like random ass movies, and that's the new release that you're looking for. Does Does anyone have anything else to say about Freddy Got Fingered? Uh, watch it on Plex. Don't watch it on Plex. <laughs> Buy it for five dollars, and then you'll always have it as a treasure. Everybody should have this in their their home in some manner, like just just like I on let their it coffee table. Home. Yeah. Now I'll have to find you copies and mail them to you, like multiple copies. So you have one in each area, like one oh, in your den and like, yeah. And like one in the, well, I told you it's really easy to find than cheap again. And just use them for coasters. Like there's always an option with Freddy got fingered. <laughs> the worst part about that movie though, was Freddy didn't get fingered. Yeah. Well, it that's was the a false title. <laughs> Isn't that, I think it's funny that like, that's the title of the movie and it's like, not even really relevant to the story. It makes story. me think of the the Simpsons when Bart snuck into Naked Lunch, and he's like, "There's nobody was naked and nobody ate lunch in that movie." That is such a good movie. I love that movie. It's so weird. <laughs> Did you just make a face at me for liking Naked Lunch? No, my face is at Chuck because he's he's so in the dark right now that he could have had a seizure <laughs> and slumped over, and I wouldn't be able to know. And I feel like his mother would call me and be like, Chuck's dead. He had a seizure and it was a live episode with you. Why didn't you say anything? And I'm like, listen, that's how Chuck is. He gets quiet sometimes. He doesn't have a circle camera. I can't see his face. We just don't know if he dies. He's just... He looks, a, it's dark, but he looks a little bit like Stephen Hawking's right now. He needs to get one of those lights that changes colors for his like heat light. He needs like lights that like light up glasses or something. That'd be sick. Because if, if you turned his, see him, you could just kind of know where his head's at. If he turned his light just like red, it would just be like really, really harsh contrasts, and even harder to see him. Like a dark room, like watching him like sit in a dark room and talk to us. He needs a light directly behind his head, so he's like completely silhouette. That'd be cool. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this guy if that's okay, okay with you. <laughs> yeah. Sooner than later, or then you have less to edit. So, Chuck, what's next week? Escape from tomorrow. Talking to the mic. Nope. <laughs> oh. Nope. What is Escape from Tomorrow? A movie we're talking about. Oh, okay. Are you are you excited to cover this? Are you looking forward to this one? We'll see. Have you watched the movie before? Yeah. Okay. 
It feels like we're playing like 20 questions with you right now. We're trying to guess the movie. I definitely think there'll be a conversation with this one for sure. There's a lot to talk about with it. So I think it'll be cool. But I don't know where I'm the hell I'm going to find I'm it. I'm excited to watch it. So I It might be on Shudder, but I can't promise that. I know it was on there, but I don't, I don't, if you, I don't know right where to find it. We'll buy it. Use use my account. Sign in. If I buy Shutter again, then I'll have it. I'll pay buy it. I'll have it for another year without using it. Just just piggyback off mine. I don't care. Get some use out of it. I would never. I think do I watch that. like one thing on Shutter a month, and I pay every month for it. So just like I had like, like three a months free to watch Ghost Watch, and that was all I watched. I mostly use it for Joe Bob. That's really what I do for is the, the Joe Bob Fridays when they're on. But that's it's like the season ended, so I'm just kind of paying for nothing right now. Plus, I like Creep Show. I watch Creep Show on there. That's on there. So. I did have like a free Creep Show thing, but I didn't make it through like the 24 hours it was on cable or whatever. So mm. when I went back to watch it, it was like, you have to pay for shutter and i'm like are you kidding me it's actually really good two episodes no i I did like i did like what i saw there's there's a few that are kind of weak but it's it's good the only only biggest complaint is that i didn't like the way they dealt with the the creep like he's just a weird puppet and he doesn't talk i don't like that so all right i'm gonna end this so thank you so much for listening to our freddy got fingered episode um thank you guys for allowing me to finally have an opportunity to come in a space and discuss one of my all-time favorite films. I'm very appreciative of you giving me that voice. So have a good night. I appreciate it. Really. It's fun. You're just going to like let me ramble. So uh, easy now to I'll do just to let too. you finish your thought. And um, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Bye. We are Cinema Demore. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with news and information on upcoming episodes. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Pandora, Alexa, or iHeartRadio. It would be greatly appreciated if you subscribe to our podcast on your platform of choice. We also appreciate feedback, so rate us, review us, and let us know what you think. And above all else, thank you for listening.